Inherently Happy, episode 311, 311, That Happy Spark. We begin, as always, with the happy creed. We believe in happy, in balance, in growth, of being mindful and grateful, compassionate and understanding. Yowza ha ha, my happy friends. That happy spark is eternal. That happy spark is self-aware. That happy spark is you. Wearing a body so you can experience life on earth. Where instead of using your happy senses, you rely on the biological ones as provided by earth. They come with a processor and you pick up all the possible uses for it from those around you. But when that bio gear eventually wears out, then you just go back to being that happy spark, just looking for your next ride. It could be on a planet in the material plane or a playground in the astral one. When you dream, you're not dreaming with your toes or your ears. You're dreaming with that happy spark, that eternal self-aware you. You can travel the astral plane when you dream. You can see all the centuries and millennia you've ever been in the material plane to experience. You can see all the astral adventures too. Then you wake up back in your earthly body and go back to being limited in perception and ability again. But that's a big part of the draw. Having obstacles to overcome makes any triumphs all the sweeter. Our struggles are our lives. Even those without hardships struggle to maintain enthusiasm for the game. It's no fun when it's too easy. If it's getting to be too hard, then you might try to compete at a lower level. Maybe you haven't perfected the basics yet. It can feel like a letdown to have to sit this one out, sure, but you can come back stronger with a little retraining. And don't think you're too good for retraining because it's that kind of dismissive thinking that got you in over your head in the first place. You have to be okay with taking a step back, as hard as that can be, because you think you'll lose momentum or credibility, but you're losing both of those now by trying to overdo something that an expert would have already realized had to be approached differently. If you're having this much trouble, you're not a beginner. I'm not saying you're a beginner. It's actually because you're an intermediate. You learn the basics at first and then started to improvise, forgetting the basics altogether, thinking, you know best, when even the experts know to never abandon the basics entirely. You must learn how to finesse them. Me, I feel comfortable with writing, to give an example. I make up stories and jokes and poems and songs, and I find the process fun even if I don't feel the same about how those pieces turned out. I want to get a reaction from myself first, and I don't always. But when I do, then I am thrilled and can't wait to share it, even if no one else likes it. (laughs) 
I've always told and written stories. I was playwright, director, skit maker at every school or camp I ever attended, and at almost every job I've ever had. And yet I had to take remedial English in college because my grammar was so poor. I graduated from high school on the honor roll because my science grades were so good and my theater grades were terrific. And because I loaded up on poetry classes for my English requirement where grammar wasn't as important. But when I switched to creative writing as a major in college, the essay format proved to be my undoing. I tried turning in assignments in poetry or play form, and while it proved I did the reading and amused my professors to no end, they still needed their pound of essays. So I just read all the essays that got the best grades by all my other classmates to see what the teacher considered good and wrote something like that. It still wasn't great because my heart wasn't in it, but it didn't matter because I had two papers submitted for every assignment, so I always got extra consideration for the effort and the creativity. And it was those essays that were full of run-on sentences and tense discrepancies and noun-verb disagreements. So I was told I had to take remedial English. And it was one of the best classes I ever took because it brought me back to the basics that I had never quite learned. So it had always been like I came in on a conversation that had already started and I was lost. But now the use of punctuation and parts of speech found their most basic forms and finally made sense. The headache that came whenever grammar was discussed was gone. I no longer had an aversion to proper syntax or a phobia of language. And yet, I still like playing with the form. I still, I still prefer writing things out as a poem or a play. But after that class, I, it wasn't because I was relegated to that due to being the only thing I could do. It was just something I liked. I write these podcasts out in poem form so that when I read them, I know where to pause. A short one for a comma, a longer one for a line break, a longer one still for a period. They don't always rhyme, but they may. It depends entirely on how and what I say. But the basics are good, always as a good basis to keep familiar with, even if you think you're too good for it. Because that might be just your perception now. Like when I was told I had to take remedial English, when I had been writing since I was a kid, <coughs> but apparently not as well as I could have been. I still sometimes get a comma wrong because I use a lot of asides. I love a good aside and asides on an aside and the sentences get rather long. And so I just turn them into poems and scripts like I used to do to hide the fact that while I may now know the process of following the basics, I just don't always want to. But it's not because of an ego where I think I'm right or better. I just don't worry about it as much as I used to. I just have fun. And that's all thanks to your dream self. 
your forever self, your happy self, that happy spark. Ha ha. Yowza.